SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. of our two-hour extravaganza on this Sunday morning. Here's Julie Scott Wetzel sitting in, taking you right up until 10 a.m. Eastern time, as we always do every Sunday, 8 to 10, Monday through Friday from 5 to 7 a.m. Eastern time. As uh, we open up the phones, 844-843-6879. You want to follow me on Twitter, send a tweet. It is at Opposite Picks. That's O-P-P-O-S-I-T-E, Picks, P-I-C-K-S. Email me, go to the website, my website, OppositePicks.com. Uh, where we post, uh, post all the uh, odds and all the trends and all the stats and all the opposite picks. Oh, by the way, uh, from this weekend, uh, those are all there. So uh, feel free to uh, go to the website. Interesting day in the world of sports here. We got a little uh, NFL action, obviously, with the championship games. Uh, we got uh, a couple of NBA games. We got some hockey games. I am surprised as we prep towards these NFC and AFC championship games, that the NF, uh, the uh, the uh, NBA and NHL didn't do the NFL any favors. Uh, last week, they, they kind of cleared the deck a little bit. Not this week. Uh, NBA has four games. Not that bad, but still, they include Boston, Milwaukee, the LA Clippers. You're talking about main teams here with main draws around the country. So they have four games that will be going on during the NFL games. NHL has nine, as a matter of fact. College basketball, nothing crazy. They got Army and Navy today in college hoops, but I, that's not uh, nearly the same as it is in college football. I'm not sure why, to tell you the truth. You know, and they played earlier this week, so this is the, the back end of, of, of uh, not necessarily home and home, but the two games uh, for these two teams. It doesn't have, you know, you would think it's Army versus Navy. You know, I'm sure it maybe is for those respective uh, teams, but on a national basis, no one pays any attention to Army-Navy, whereas college football, it's the greatest thing since sliced bread. Very, very strange. Uh, you got the, the line staying basically the same. Green Bay laying three and a half against Tampa Bay. That's your first game. And then you got uh, Kansas City laying three. Little big minus 120 against Buffalo as your second game. 52 and a half is your over-under on the first game. 54 and a half is your over-under uh, on the second game. Uh, recap things that happened yesterday before we get into today's action. Last night, uh, MMA, Dustin Poirier beat Conor McGregor, second-round TKO. I don't know when the fight actually uh, started. I, I gave up after 1130. There were two more preliminary fights left. So I, I'm guessing that thing started around 1 o'clock, maybe 1230. I mean, it, it's just I, – I get it. You want to get as many pay-per-view buys as possible. Uh, you want to have the West Coast involved as much as possible, but on the East Coast, yeah, I'm not staying up till one o'clock in the morning to see these two hopes get in the ring. Uh, and you know, the fight only lasted two and a half rounds. These, these guys, it's not even fighting. It's it's they give up. You know, the old days, you used to see a guy get the snot beat out of him. Then it's like your blood all over the place. Okay, broken nose. There you go. That that that's the barbaric sport that it is. But then it went mainstream, and then the wussiness came in, and now when a guy is, you know, is down and out, then the official steps in, he doesn't get beat up, no punches, and it's just the, you know, the luster of it is gone. You know, the barbaricness of it is is uh, you know, gone, and you're left with just okay, a wrestling match. I don't know, it's boring. The, the, I tell you, I watched a couple of broads fight, I watched one of the others fight, and, and after it was boring. It's just like 
The rounds are too long. There's not enough action. And it's just, I don't know. It's it's not for me. It, it just, what, what can I tell you? Uh, I appreciate how tough it can be, but it's not for me. All right, it is a Sunday morning. Football, though, is for me. College basketball is for me. Yours truly, Scott Wetzel, sitting in. Taking you right up until 10 a.m. Eastern time. Dookie pukey, Kansas lose third straight losses for those respective programs. Wow, first time three straight losses for Duke in seven years. Now, Kentucky did win, but you talk about, as this has been brought up before, but uh, and North Carolina's not ranked either, but you talk about, you know, for the absolute hardcore basketball blue bloods, Duke, Kansas, Kentucky, and North Carolina continue to struggle. Wow. Can't, when's the last time Duke and Kansas have been riding three-game losing streaks at the same time like they are right now as Kansas loses to Oklahoma? Uh, you know, again, Kentucky did win, but they've lost three in a row this year. You know, when's the last time Duke, Kansas, and Kentucky have lost three in a row in the same season? Amazing. College basketball, you had seven ranked teams yesterday lose to unranked or worse ranked teams. Again, as we pointed out earlier, if this was college football, you know, you have major, major, major headlines. Uh, number one, Gonzaga did win last night. Arizona State, the late game, knocked off Arizona. That was one of the upsets from ranked teams, but the Zags win by about 150. Brooklyn beat the, the Heat 128-124. Big three get their first win. After starting off with back-to-back losses against the Cadavers, uh, they remained 0-3, though, against the spread as they did not cover the number. Afterwards, Kyrie, you know, wanted to swap jerseys with Bam Bio, and uh, one of the officials from Miami stepped in uh, because you can't do that with the NBA protocol rules because of the COVID. And uh, afterwards, he said, well, he broke the rules anyway. Because, you know, it's Kyrie. He doesn't have to worry about rules. He's, he's above the rules. Rules are for everybody else. COVID's for everybody else. You know, I could do whatever I want. So he basically, not basically, he said uh, he took the jersey anyway. Now, they must have done it in a locker room or in the hallways. They were going to do it on the court. And uh, I, I don't think NBA protocol rules state that you can't exchange jerseys on the court, but you can in the locker rooms or you can in the hallways, the corridors. Uh, that, that's okay because the COVID doesn't exchange hands in the in the locker room or in the hallways. No, only on the court. So just as long as you don't do it on the court. Let's see if the NBA has enough balls to step in and find, suspend, do whatever against Kyrie. You think they would, but I kind of doubt it. I kind of doubt it. All right, we get into the Matthew Stafford situation and some trends and props all coming up next. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. because I felt like I knew this community. I played here, all right? Here's what I know. Just as an overall philosophy, you're going to say, well, what's this team going to be? What's it not going to be? Here's what I know, all right? I know that Detroit's made up of great people, some really good people, all right? This community is strong. This place has been kicked. It's been battered. It's been bruised. And I can sit up here and give you coach speak all day long. I can give you, uh, you know, hey, we're going to win this many games. I can't, that, uh, none of that matters. And you guys don't want to hear it anyway. You've had enough of that. So excuse my language, all right? Here's what I do know is that this team is going to take on the identity of this city, all right? And this city's been been down, and it found a way to get up, all right? It's found a way to uh, overcome adversity. 
Lions head coach, new Lions head coach, Dan Campbell. <clears throat> and we left out the best part when he was talking about busting kneecaps and everything. That was from earlier this week. Uh, yeah, okay, Dan. Uh, knock yourself out there, brother. Uh, you, you, maybe you lost your, your best weapon. Uh, 844-843-6879. We'll get to that in a sec. What I, I do want to say before I forget, as it was pointed out in our chat room, you know, the NHL last night went 5-0 and over. NBA went 5-1 and over. I counted. I didn't get to do them all, but I had college basketball top 25 scores 9-4 and over. With I may have missed one or two scores. So it is bad. I don't know if that's going to mean anything for today's football games, but uh, boys in Vegas must have taken a little bit of a whipping last night because people generally bet over. So all five hockey games went over. Five of the six NBA games went over. The majority of college basketball top 25 scores went over as well. How about the Laker uniforms last night? Did you see those? God, they are as ugly as ugly can be. I have not watched that many Laker games, you know, bits and pieces of four or five. I've not seen these uniforms all white with a baby blue outline uh, Lakers uh, logo in, in the front. I mean, really, it, it looks very bizarre. Uh, I would expect that from the Clippers, not the Lakers. Man, these teams just go out of their way to come up with something different. I don't know who in their right mind would be buying those if that's what they're thinking. Football before the games. Uh, Lions and Matthew Stafford. Good old Dan Campbell there. Welcome to uh, Detroit. All right. You want to change the culture? You want to bring championships? City team deserves better. Okay. Less than a week on his job, his best player says, I want out. (laughs) Welcome. Welcome to being head coach of the Detroit Lions. You know, a couple of days on the job and all this rhetoric, all this mumbo jumbo, things are going to be different with me in town. We're going to change the rhetoric. We're going to change the, the, the limelight. We're going to change all this and the losing attitude and we want winners and this and that. Yeah, okay. Uh, your best player says, get me to fudge out of here. I'm not buying any of that crap. So Matthew Stafford went to the front office apparently and said, trade me. The uh, front office apparently said, okay, they'll do the best that they can. First overall pick back in 2009. And here's the bottom line with Matthew Stafford. He's never won a playoff game. All right? There you go. Uh, that He's probably, not probably, he is one of the most overrated quarterbacks the NFL has ever produced. He stinks. Never won a big game in his life. His numbers on the road against good teams are atrocious. He throws for, you know, 20 to 30, 35 touchdown passes every year. Uh, makes a lot of money, but has he ever won a big game? No, he has not. He he has not. And you're not going to win with him. Now, there's been some talk about where he might go and what they're asking for. Listen, you could ask for anything, right? I asked for a happy marriage. That doesn't mean I'm going to get it. So uh, they could ask for a number one pick. I would be shocked. Now, he's going to be 33 this offseason. He's got two years left on his contract. It's not a lot of money, NFL standards-wise. Two years, $43 million, But... You could ask for a first-round pick. I don't think a team's going to give up a first-round pick for Matthew Stafford. No way. I I mean, I I know I wouldn't. Um, You know, you don't have him locked in that much, only two more years. Threw for 4,000 yards. It was a typical Matthew Stafford year. Threw for 4,000 yards, 26 touchdowns, 10 interceptions. Uh, What's wrong with that, Scott? Well, the Lions went 5-11. That's what's wrong with that. All right, and, you know, and, and they lost most big games. They lost most close games. 
You know, uh, the only one that they'd win against Washington when they kicked a you know fifty-eight yard field goal at the at the buzzer. I mean, that's Matthew Stafford. He's not he's not a winner. He'll throw for four thousand. He'll throw for twenty-six touchdowns. Uh, and he won't throw that that many interceptions. Uh, but he'll also you know, not win that that many games either. So you think you're going to get a number one for him? The only one that might be willing to you know the, the list of teams. Listen, any team that needs a quarterback you think would be interested, right? So you're going to get the same teams over and over. The one that does jump off the page as far as making sense goes is Washington because the guy who drafted Stafford is now with the Redskins, Potatoes, Uh, Martin Matthew, or or Martin Mayhew. He drafted Stafford back in 2009 when he was with Detroit. So now he just signed recently with Washington. So the uh, Redskin Potatoes can cut Alex Smith, have a cap space of only $11 million, and then you could pencil in Stafford with his cap of about $20 bucks. It's not the end of the world. Uh, you could do it. You could. Uh, you'd have to finagle a couple of things because the cap figures to be about 180 or so million bucks. Tough to position $30 million on one spot, but, you know, where there's a will, there's a way. So that makes some sense, you know. Washington, would, would they give up their first uh, draft choice? Was it 19th since they made the playoffs? Again, I wouldn't. Uh, would the Lions be interested in Alex Smith? Eh, probably not, right? So, But the Mayhew situation does make the Redskins potatoes in play. Indianapolis, Phillip Rivers retires. They're, they consider themselves a win-now team. Would they go with Matthew Stafford? Makes sense. They, they, they want to win, replace one guy with the next guy, not a step back. Okay. San Fran, Jimmy Garoppolo. I mean, I don't know why they'd be looking to move on from him, and I certainly wouldn't move on from Jimmy to go to Matt. You talk about going for the pot to the frying pan. But there's been a lot of uh, move on from Jimmy G stories in San Fran. They've had to downplay that all year because he has nothing guaranteed on his contract. Again, I, I wouldn't make that swap. I'd rather have Jimmy G myself, but – if San Fran believed that uh, they can't win it all with Garoppolo, then maybe Stafford. How about New England? You know, obvious because Cam Newton's not coming back. Jared Stidham sucks. They don't have a quarterback. Um, you know, unless they're going to develop one in the draft, I would think, you know, uh, the Belichick and, and Stafford. Uh, and, oh, by the way, Matt Patricia going back to New England has some connection still with Detroit, you know. I don't know if they feel like maybe they owe him something or at least they'd be able to answer the phone a little bit uh, with Patricia back with the, with the Patriots, maybe. Um, Dolphins, I, I really hope this is not the case, but if the Dolphins strike out with Houston, I'd just as soon have two tags in our two first-round picks. I'm not giving up any of that stuff unless they want to go straight-up tags for, for Stafford, which I don't – well, I don't know. Would the Dolphins do that? You take tags, we'll take Stafford? Would I do that? I think both stink, but I think two are really going to stink. I might do that. I, I, you know, as long as we don't, we, I say the Dolphins, as long as the Dolphins don't give Stafford a monster extension, I, I would, uh, I'd listen to that. And we don't have to add any draft choices. Jet Sam Darnold, would the Lions want Darnold? They get the second pick overall. Boy, I tell you, the Lions would jump for joy if they can get that second overall pick. And they got Seattle's first round pick. Chicago, you know, Trubisky out the door, Foles stinks. I, I don't think the Lions would deal with a team in its division, but, you know, 
You talk about addition by subtraction. Maybe they would. <laughs> you want Stafford? Go ahead. Knock yourself out, Chicago. We'll face him twice a year. <laughs> It'll be good to be on the other side. And the one caveat to it all, how about Deshaun Watson and Houston? Watson wants out. Now, the Lions would have to kick something back to Houston versus the other teams kicking something back to Detroit with all those other scenarios. But how about, you know, calling up the Texans? You're not in the division. You're not in the conference. You got a quarterback that wants out. We got a quarterback that wants out. We'll sweeten the pot a little bit. And uh, you talk about changing the culture of, of Detroit. Now you've changed the culture by bringing in Deshaun Watson. That would be good for Detroit's There's a pandemic going on out there. It's catchy. It's called The Winning Edge. And the only place you can get it is right here. Get on the grid. And stay there. We are the Sports Grid Radio Network. The Sports Grid TV Network is a new streaming video sports channel for you. Dedicated to serving the massive fantasy sports and wagering audience. Sports Grid TV is live, free on Samsung TV Plus. With real-time data and expert commentary featuring Pat McAfee, Scott Farrell, Gabe Marinci, Pro Football Doc Dr. David Chow, NFL Insider Adam Kaplan, and more. Simply connect to the Samsung Smart TV Video Service for instant access to the free sports channels to watch Sports Grid and get the winning edge. That's Sports Grid TV, free on Samsung TV Plus. Sports Rage Late Night. George Springer's a bigger cheater than Larry King. George Springer capitalized on cheating. There's some guys that you, Springer, that you hit home runs against that are pitching in a damn Mexican league right now. It's Sports Rage Late Night with Gabe Morency on Sports Grid. Weekdays, midnight Eastern, 9 p.m. Pacific. Listen on our mobile app, iHeart, TuneIn, Sirius XM Channel 204, or wherever you get podcasts. Or watch on the Sports Grid radio page on YouTube. With football season in full swing, there's no better place to play fantasy football than on FanDuel. Season-long fantasy can be frustrating with injuries and role changes turning studs into busts. But in daily fantasy, that's not a concern. FanDuel Fantasy is an easy-to-use app that allows you to pick a new roster every game and compete for cash payouts. A new team every week means your fantasy season is never over. Plus, it guarantees that Sunday is always the most exciting sports day of the week. Right now, FanDuel is offering users the chance to play for free this NFL season. No deposit required. Just sign up and FanDuel will give you a free entry to a contest each week of the football season where you can win real prizes. Plus, for those folks who want to deposit, FanDuel is offering up to a $500 bonus instantly when you make your first deposit with their 20% deposit match. Go to FanDuel.com or download the FanDuel Fantasy app to play now. Eligibility restrictions apply. FanDuel, more ways to win. From the City of Angels to the Big Apple, shake it up with Pharrell Coast to Coast. Shake it up, she do that. All my friends then come around, flat to flat With your yep. host, the one and only Scott Pharrell. Coast to coast in the biggest way possible. Hang it up. Covering every sport, every league, every single weekday. And Scott's got an opinion on all Get that guy a cold beer. I mean, that he's telling it exactly like it is. Jump on the Coast to Coast bandwagon with America's most engaging sports personality. Because we all love to bet on everything. Regular contributors including NFL insider Adam Kaplan, the pro football doc, Dr. David Chow, NBA radio's Rick Kamla, 
Bleacher Report MLB insider Scott Miller, the sports professor Rick Harrow, USA Today's Bob Nightingale. Every game, every story, every injury, everything you need to know. Join the Pharrell Coast to Coast Party every weekday afternoon from 4 to 6 p.m. Eastern, 1 to 3 Pacific, only on Sports Grid. It's not your wife, it's not your kids, it's not your neighbor, and it sure isn't your boss. Only we understand you. We are your friends. You're listening to The Winning Edge. This is the Sports Grid Radio Network. Scott Wetzel sitting in, taking you right up until 10 a.m. Eastern time. What are, what are our beloved Red Sox doing this week? Holy fudge. I mean, they signed Garrett, uh, not Garrett Cole. No, they, 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 the, Yankees, the Stankies get Garrett Cole. We get Garrett Richards, 32-year-old stiff who uh, was uh, a, a bum last year for the Padres. You know, and you know if the Padres don't sign you and don't want you, then, you know, listen, they're, they're signing every Tom, Dick, and Harry out there. If they let you go, then you know it's not very good. But they give them a one-year, $10 million contract with a $10 million option, uh, hopefully team option, for 2022. I mean, the guy had an ERA over four in the National League, you know, albeit with the DH last year, but still. Uh, an ERA over four in 10 starts. He had Tommy John surgery two years ago. Never been any good. All the hype with him, with the Angels. He, he never was anything. $10 million. See, this is what I mean by, you know, DJ LeMahieu signing for $15 million with the Stankies. I mean, that, you know, you win the, the American League batting crown, you, you sign for $15 million. You have an ERA over four, and then you sign for, for darn near just as much, albeit one year, $10 bucks. And that, that's nothing. And then they agreed on a two-year deal with Enrique Hernandez. This guy's a lifetime 240 hitter, and we supposedly are going to pencil him in at second base. Two years, $14 bucks. I mean, $7 million a season for, for a backup with the Dodgers? Man. I miss the glory days with the Red Sox of getting real baseball players. You know, we, we've gone from Big Poppy and Kurt Schilling and the like to Garrett Richards and Enrique Hernandez. Good gravy. How are you supposed to compete against the Stanks and even Blue Jays, for goodness sakes, with stiffs like that? That's brutal. Just, just, just brutal. Man, it's going to be another long baseball season, unfortunately. I'm going to spend a second here defending the Houston Texans, believe it or not. And it, it, listen, that's not easy to do. Not with some of the moves and non-moves that they've made o- over the last uh, year or so. But they interviewed Josh McCown yesterday for their open head coaching job. Now, I know what everyone's saying, uh, at least the media types uh, on Twitter, social media. That's crazy. You know, why are they interviewing him? He's never been a head coach, never been an assistant coach, never been, you know, a coordinator, blah, 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 blah. You know, so why is he getting an opportunity? And first off, he's not getting hired, right? I mean, he's only, at least not yet anyway, he's only interviewing for the job, all right? So you have plenty of guys that are interviewing for the job based on the color of their skin that maybe shouldn't be, but they are just because those are the rules, and I'm all for the, the rules, right? Fine, knock yourself out. So don't get that crazy over Josh McCowan interviewing. Uh, the Texans, you know, they know him. The whole world knows him. He's played for basically every single team. 
knows a lot of people, been in the league for 20 years, been, uh, you know, in football for 30-plus, going back to college and high school, no doubt. And, and why not, right? I mean, it's not that you have to be an X's and O's genius to be a head coach in the NFL anymore. That's not the case. X's and O's are not for head coaches. X's and O's are for coordinators and assistant coaches. Head coaches, they don't do that anymore. They don't. Hell, they don't even call the plays, as crazy as that still sounds to me. The offensive coordinator calls the plays. The defensive coordinator calls the defensive plays. The head coach doesn't do that. You could be the smartest X and O's guys in the history of mankind, but if you're not utilizing those smarts anyway, what's the difference? So what does the head coach have to do? Head coach, the head coach has to relate to players. He has to know how to motivate players. He know he has to know how to deal with players' attitudes and deal with the media. He needs to know, you know, when to call timeouts, when to call challenges, how to run a play. Do I go for it on fourth down? Do I punt here? Do I go for two? Those are the nuances of a head coach. You don't need experience as an assistant coach for that. You, you give me, I've said this before, you give me any gambler for the last 10, 15 years, and I guarantee you he will be able to run a team just as good, if not better, than a head coach because he knows the nuances of the game. He's dealt with the nuances of the game, well, I don't know, 30, 40 times a weekend, whether it's college football or the NFL. The head coach deals with it once a week. He's basically clueless. Uh, he, he really is. That's why you see some of these challenges that are thrown out there. That's why you see guys uh, down seven, go for two, you know, and all these dopey moves that they made because they're clueless. I, so I don't need a guy that is an X's and O's guy to be the head coach. Let, you know, if Josh McCown is good enough, and, and the same thing is being said about him. Oh, great guy, terrific guy, but, well, no, 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 but. If you're a terrific guy and you like the guy, and you think he can handle himself in front of the media and be the face of the franchise, if you will, and can relate to players, that's what I need. As long as he's not a mope, and, and he's not a mope. So ask yourself this. If this was Peyton Manning, would you be saying the same thing? If Drew Brees announced his retirement last week, says, I want to coach in the NFL, can I be a head coach? Would you be saying the same thing? Philip Rivers, now it's his retirement. He's going to go coach in high school. If he said, you know what, I want to coach in the NFL, and they said, okay, let's bring you in for an interview, would you be saying the same thing? Probably not. So it's no longer about his resume. It's about his ability. Because if you took those, Tom Brady announces his retirement tomorrow, says, I want to be a head coach. Can, can I get an interview, uh, Houston Texans? And they said, sure, you're Tom Brady. You're Peyton Manning. You're Drew Brees. You're Philip Rivers. Absolutely. Come on in. Let's talk. Would you be saying the same thing? No. So you're only saying it because it's Josh McCown. You know, he's not obviously on that same level, Hall of Fame player. So it's not about his lack of coaching uh, resume. It's about his lack of success resume. And if that's the case, I don't care. Again, I don't care. I, I don't care if you're the worst quarterback in the history of mankind. If you show me you can relate to players and motivate players and uh, know how to run a football team, there you go. I don't need an X's and O's guys for that. So I'm going to defend the Texans. As far as the enemy situation, we've talked about it. I don't know why he's not getting hired. I don't know. You know, we listened to his press conference. Seems like a great guy. Uh, Well-spoken, laughing, smiling, uh, gets along with the media. I I, I don't know. I, I, you know, I don't know if it's him. 
he's not being, uh, you know, prepped the right way, whether they're expecting miracles out of him. You know, he doesn't know the teams as well as he should. Maybe that's it. You know, where are the so-called insiders? See, it's very easy to stand on the outside and say, oh, Eric Bieniemy, black, he's not getting hired. It's got to be his, his uh, color of his skin. Very easy to say that. You know, very easy to jump to that conclusion. And maybe that is it. Who knows? I'm not going to speak for owners and men GMs that I don't know. But where are the insiders? You know, where, where are the, the Schefters and the Jeff Passons of the world? I know he's baseball, but he's a geek, so we'll throw him out there. You know, where are these geeks to the world who, who consider themselves insiders? Why don't they go the next step? Instead of saying, you know, this guy's not getting a head coaching job, we know that. I, I don't need an insider to tell me that Eric Bieniemy is probably not going to get a head coaching job this offseason. I, I, there's only one left. I, I get that. Why, though? Go to a GM that hired some guys. Go to them on the side, even if they don't want to be on the record, which I'm sure they wouldn't want to be. Go to an owner of one of these teams that had an opening and say, you know what, I'm trying to get your side of it because right now you, Philadelphia, Houston, Jets, this, that, you know, you're all getting ripped. So tell me why the enemy is not, you know, getting jobs. And even if those guys won't speak, there's got to be another GM and another owner somewhere along the line that maybe isn't in the market, but knows all these other guys. There's That's what I want out of these insiders. Don't tell me it's not happening. Tell me why it's not happening. Somebody has to know why he's not getting a job. As difficult as it might be to write. I don't know what it would be because, again, to me, the guy, I, I'd hire him in a heartbeat. He comes across as one of the nicest guys. He's got a personality like Magic Johnson, always smiling, uh, great with the media, it seems like. Media seems to love him. I, I, I don't get it. You know, I, I don't. But that's why we need these so-called insiders. Come up with and get an interview with, a, with an owner. Get an interview with a GM. Talk off the record, or at least on the record, but not say who you are. I'm not big on anonymous sources. I'm really not. But if it opens up the doors as to why he's not getting hired, then, then, then okay, then so be it. Explain to us, Lucy, why. This guy who is, uh, you know, overseeing at least somewhat, if not Andy Reid, but he's certainly helping out. Why wouldn't he get an opportunity when you get guys that aren't even coordinators that get head coaching jobs? I, I don't understand. But, you know, give me more than just, uh, you know, it's not happening. And that's why, again, with Josh McCown, I don't mind him. I, I don't, you know, maybe that maybe these, these guys will say, listen, we just don't have confidence that he can run a team. He's great X's and O's and all that other stuff, but we, we just don't have confidence he could uh, run a football team. I, I don't know. I, I, I don't know. But find out because I don't care if Josh McCall gets an interview or not. It, it's the head coach. It's the guy that's got to motivate the guys, run the team, know the X's and O's, and do all that other stuff. So we will see if that happens uh, with, with the enemy. But he's got one bullet left, the Houston Texans. And I know he was in the running, <clears throat> you know, but whether it really happens or not, you know, I, I, I kind of, you know, I won't say, I, I, you know, who knows? Who, who knows? You would have thought, though, that they would have kind of leaked that he was going to get the job if he was going to get the job by now. You you would have thought, you know, are they going to wait, uh, you know, three more weeks, theoretically, if KC or two more weeks anyway, if KC wins today? You know, they would have to. I uh, don't know if that's, uh, you know, in their game plan or not. But, but I will I will defend the text. Uh, NFC title game today. Poll question. Uh, Bills upsetting Kansas City. Still leading away 35%. Bucks 
uh, over Green Bay, uh, a tick under at 34%. All right, we'll come back. Uh, when we come back, uh, we'll update the, the lines and we'll do the NFL picks and do the NFL props and the NFL trends. All that's next right here on Opposite Picks on Sunday morning. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Hi, Coach. I'm just curious as to what, what the next step forward here is for the team as you guys move into another week of basketball. Yeah, why don't we just evaluate this game? You know, I'm not into what our next step forward is right now. We just finished the hard-fought game. Yeah, I don't know if, like, when you, what, what, what's your major? What's your major at Duke? What's your hardest class? Econ. Okay, so say you just had the toughest econ test in the world. And when you walked out, somebody asked you, what's your next step? Uh, you see what I mean? Does that, you have some empathy and, and you know, just give us time to evaluate this game and then we'll, we'll figure out just like we always try to do. that i mean you know um of course he did send that out in a tweet too so it's not like he's afraid of the publicity he's received <laughs> but and then you know coach it's just answer the stupid question will you please you know you you got 50 zillion championships all right it's been a tough year the covid we're all under stress we get it all god forbid your team doesn't challenge for a championship you know what you blew it last year uh you, you two years ago you, you had zion and you should have won last year you should yeah two years ago that, that's when you should have won Last championship. They didn't have a tournament last year. Um, that's when you should have won. You, you blew it. All right? So now you got to suffer through some hard times, okay? You can't recruit blue chippers anymore. And listen, you guys better get used to this. Kansas, you know, and maybe Kansas doesn't quite fall into the one and dunners, but the Kentuckys and the Dookie Pukies of the world, listen, this is college basketball. When they open up the doors for these kids to go straight to the uh, NBA from high school, no more one and dunners. No more I'm going to recruit the best guys because I got all the connections and I'm going to live with one and dunners and I'm going to win championships or challenge for them and, you know, flex my muscles and be better than everybody else because I got the one and dunners. Nope, not anymore. Now you're going to be recruiting for those, you know, second-tier guys. Still very good, but second-tier guys, and you're going to actually have to do some coaching, and we'll find out if the Coach K's and even the Calipari's, who I like, uh, can actually coach. But they're very cla- very classless from Coach K. Very, you know, and I'm not a big fan of his because I think he's a big phony, and he showed it again uh, yesterday. No reason to address that kid, none whatsoever. All right, here we go. I'll give you some trends and then some prop plays for these weekend games. First up, the trends. Uh, overall, conference title game trends. Oddly enough, uh, both games are rematches. You know, Green Bay lost to Tampa Bay 38-10. Uh, then the uh, Kansas City beat Buffalo 26-17 um, uh, uh, earlier this year. And strangely enough, both in week six, believe it or not. Team that won that regular season game, i.e. Tampa Bay and Kansas City, 
seven and two in these title games. So they, they've shown you can beat a team twice, if not three times. Teams that played on Saturday the week before, Buffalo and Green Bay, 16 and six in championship games the next week. Pretty interesting. At least one of those Saturday teams has won the following Sunday in 14 of the last 15 years. So chances are Buffalo or Green Bay will win today. Number one seeds in the AFC, Kansas City, 14-5, and 10-9 against the spread, though. Number one seeds in the NFC, 17-9, Green Bay, only 13-2-1 against the spread. Um, this is one I, I put a lot of credence in. Away teams off of a div, uh, divisional round game. Tampa Bay played at New Orleans last week. Only 12-28 in these title games. 16-24 against the spread. 12 and 28. And then when you throw in the fact that it'll be their third straight road game, those teams, the Bucks, since they played at Washington, wild card round, only four and 14 straight up, five and 13 against the spread. That's, and then here's a goofy one, and I don't put any credence into this, but it does add a little bit more layer of icing on it. Teams that won seven or fewer games the year before, as the Bucks did. Only two and nine in these conference championship games, three and eight against the spread. I don't put a lot of weight into that just because this is not the same team. You know, no no Gronk last year, obviously no Brady last year. Um, you know, no Antonio Brown, but he's not playing today anyway. But it, I don't that I'll throw out. But it is one more anti-Buck thing. So it is amazing. The you know the home teams and and the, the road games and it, it all leads to Green Bay in this contest. It really does. If you think you're going to take the underdog and is the, the underdog is going to cover, even with the three and a half and not win, uh, history says that doesn't happen. Straight up winner in these conference title games, 69-10-1 against the spread. So 10, it's one out of basically one out of seven, which is a little bit less than the average. Normally it's about one out of five that don't cover. It's, at these games, it's one out of seven. Um. And then uh, I, I put a little credence into this, I suppose, when you throw in the motivation and, and whatever. Um, NFL teams that lost in the title round the year before, if they're at home, 44-7, and i.e. Green Bay, straight up. 34-15-2 against the spread. So we get another pro-Green Bay trend. Not finding too many for Tampa Bay. You're really not. Uh, the only ones I can give you out of Tampa Bay, they beat Green Bay earlier in the week or year. Uh, and Tom Brady is 25 and 5 straight up after an underdog win. So he has shown that he can produce after upset wins the week before, including 14 and 2 straight up against winning teams. Now that's during his career, not playoff games. So, uh, it's amazing, you know, in, in 20 years of being in the NFL, basically, he's only been an underdog a handful of times. It's really, really remarkable. Other than that, it's all Green Bay. Buffalo, Kansas City. Got quite a few Buffalo ones, to tell you the truth. And, and a little more balance, let's put it that way. Uh, Bills have won eight in a row. They're 9-1 straight up against the spread their last 10. That, that's pretty darn good. Kansas City, on the other hand, 0-8-1. If you were going to bet a game just based on trends alone, 
Don't care about, you know, who you're playing, where you're playing, why you're playing, what time you're playing, injuries, weather, throw it all out the window. You'll never get a better trend than than Buffalo. Nine and one straight up against the spread their last ten, while Kansas City is 0-8-1 against the spread its last nine games. Chefs haven't won a football game by more than six points, but in in over two months. But you don't have to this time around. It's only a three-point spread. Still, that's pretty. That's a pretty good Bills uh, number there. Uh, how about Josh Allen? You know, not bad. 13-8 straight up, 13-6-2 against the spread in road games. So he can win on the road, including 8-3 and three when the Bills are as good as they are. Uh, Bills this year, 6-2 and two against playoff teams. Um, home team has won 12 of the last 14 AFC title games. However, one of those losses was Kansas City against New England a couple of years ago. And that's... Basically, the trends of note. You know, not a little goofy ones, but you know, those those definitely pro Green Bay, which is why you'll see that line move in favor of Green Bay, and the other one, Buffalo, Kansas City, pretty even. You know, not not you know really slanted, but maybe a tick a tick towards uh, Buffalo in that one. Here are the prop ones I I do like, um, and I you know. Some of these are goofy. Some of them will give you value. But if you play them all, I got a feeling you'll end up uh, winning. First up, uh, Green Bay, Tampa Bay. I got more for that one than I do Buffalo KC. Uh, and that's the first game anyway. I love overpassing attempts. Aaron Rodgers, 36 and a half. Love Aaron Rodgers rushing yards over nine. Seven of his last nine years in the postseason, he's averaged over nine yards uh, uh, rushing in, in a game. Key with that is the quarterback sacks don't count as they do in college against his rushing yards. So history shows that he does run around for at least 10 yards every one of these playoff games. Aaron Rodgers passing yards over three and a quarter. You get odds in this one, plus two and a quarter, plus 225. So you're getting, you're doubling, you're over doubling your money if he hits three and a quarter. I mean, you might as well go with that because the regular line is 283. Now, I understand, you know, that that's, uh, you know, 35, 42 more yards, but. If you want to give me over twice as much money, uh, I'll take the chance over three and a quarter. Same thing with Tom Brady, over three and a quarter, plus 205. His regular number is 285. Chances are one of those two passes for over 325 yards. I think it's going to be a high-scoring game. So even if you hit just one, you're winning a lot of money. I like uh, Gronk over 27 and a half yards receiving, especially now that uh, – um, Antonio Brown's out. He had five receptions for 78 yards in their first matchup, so he had some success. Got a feeling he's going to have the similar success here. Like Alan Lazard, receiving for the Packers, only uh, 46 yards. Let the over on that one. Um, I mentioned this on Friday, and I do. Th- this is the way to go. I-, I do think this. Instead of laying three on the Packers, now three and a half, uh, take Aaron Rodgers for over 250 passing yards, and they win the game at plus 114. I, you know, I don't think he's going to throw for less than 250 and then win. I, I just don't. Same thing with Tom Brady. Throw for over 250 passing yards, and the uh, and the Bucks win. Uh, you go from uh, plus 160 to now plus 265. That's a big jump up. I like that one even more. Uh, there's no way Tom Brady is throwing for less than 250 yards and they win, barring, you know, craziness. But th- that's – you might as well take advantage of the value that FanDuel is giving you there. Play that one. Buffalo, Kansas City. 
Um, I like both teams to score in each half with touchdowns. Uh, that that's pick them. I like love over passing attempts. Josh Allen, 38 and a half. There's no way they're gonna go into this football game thinking they're gonna run the ball. No way. Uh plus 680 on uh Travis Kelsey scoring two touchdowns and, and the chefs winning. Again, if you think Kansas City's gonna win, that, that's a given. Uh, Kelsey had two touchdown receptions in their regular season meeting. Yet plus 680 on that one. That's not bad. That's not bad at all. All right, we'll take a break. We'll come back to delve into some stories that we didn't have time to get to. Update the poll question as well. It's a Sunday morning kickoff about four or five hours away. Right here, opposite picks. You're through Scott Webster Series. Thanks to Cam and Channel 204. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Sunday uh, with a couple stories here, and we'll update the poll question as well that we didn't have time to delve into. First up, the poll question one last time, although it'll be up there uh, really all day, even though the game will get underway in about five hours. Uh, NFL title game Sunday, best chance of happening. Nice and easy uh, popcorn radio question. We got a pretty good duel between the upset winners. Bills knocking off Kansas City, getting 36% of the vote, just under. Uh, Bucks upsetting Green Bay, getting 34%. Both games getting over, uh, as I think will occur, at 16%. And then uh, the wife cooking and cleaning today, getting a mere 13% of the vote. I don't think that's happening today. Uh, <laughs> that, that, you know, unless a miracle occurs, that that's uh, that, that's not happening today. So uh, a couple of stories here that we didn't have time to delve into too, too much. Uh, first, I'm going to opposite picks. Uh, you know, so far, so good with our weekend plays as we are 2-1. Uh, and one. We had one game get postponed, then we get the two football plays that are uh, uh, still pending, obviously. Some of the other stories uh, from today as we scroll up and down the ladder here. Uh, Lions hire Adam, uh, Aaron Glenn, former Jet defensive back, as their new defensive coordinator. And uh, apparently going to hire Anthony Lynn as their offensive coordinator. Interesting. Uh, Why Anthony Lynn? I'm not sure with the offense that he ran with the Chargers. I don't get it. City of San Antonio's uh, looking to make dents into trying to get an NFL team to its city. Uh, Their mayor says he's encouraged. Yeah, listen, why not, right? Uh, why not? Uh, golfer Dustin Johnson, his girlfriend, Paulina Gretzky, been together for seven years, not married. People wonder why. They have kids and everything else. And uh, Gretzky basically said it's because they don't trust marriage. Uh, Baltimore linebacker uh, Matthew Judon set to be an unrestricted free agent, apparently asking for $20 million a year. Better get him. And uh, ESPN may be getting uh, uh, Philip Rivers to join their uh, Monday night broadcast team, which actually wouldn't be a bad addition. I think he, he would actually, I think, do very, very well on TV. I, I do believe he's featuring stuff to tell Great job by everyone involved. Enjoy the games today. We'll talk to you tomorrow right here, 5 a.m. Eastern time.